brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before and all who will come after. Jema. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. What up? It is June 2nd, 2020, as we continue to move through this portal of time, this great awakening, five planets in retrograde, another eclipse coming up. So much is swirling. So much is going on. The veils are all being lifted and it's quite a time. It is quite a time to not only be alive, but to be a mother, be a daughter, be a friend, be a wife, be a partner, be a business owner. And I have been feeling a lot of it. How about you? Um, As I sit here, I am in Memphis, Tennessee at my mother's house. I've been here five weeks already, which is astounding. And I've recently, as of today, made the decision I'm going to be staying here another month. And um, it was a big decision because I wanted to go back to L.A. for work. But due to things looking like they're closing down and the health of my children as well as my own mental health and being here for my mom who recently lost her husband. It just, my gut really wanted and knew I needed to stay here, but my brain was having a hard time catching up to that decision. And for those of you that study human design, I have a lot of open centers, which means I have hard times making decision because when I'm talking to a potential client, I want to be doing the work. I mean, it's my calling and I feel so pulled to do my dharma, you know, to do my work. And then when I'm not talking with that client and I check in with my gut, it's like, no, stay in Tennessee, in nature, with your mother, with your children. Um, So I've been navigating that the past couple of days. So I just wanted to share that in case any of you are also feeling that way, um, indecisive, It's really weird to make big decisions right now because there is so much outside of our control. You know, if like if I, you know, if I journal or write down like the things I'm thinking about and then circle around the different circles about what's actually in my control and what's outside of my control, most of it is outside of my control right now, which then puts so much pressure to then be making commitments to other people or to work when we don't literally have any idea what our current circumstance is going to look like in a month or two months or a week or even tomorrow. So 
I'm just sending love out to all of you. And what I have found is working, you know, per usual is honesty and being honest. And I think we all respect that. We can have big feelings about people not following through or our expectations not being met. But if we deal with each other honestly, where we are, what we're feeling, without like projecting too much stuff or assuming what other people are thinking or feeling, if we really just come from a place of love and honesty, that's the best we can do, right? So that's how I'm moving forward. And even for my clients upcoming in the fall, it's like I can get a game plan and then also be so honest that I'm not committing to that right now. And we'll see what the next week's show us or the next month, but I don't want anyone feeling obligated to me. And I don't want to feel obligated to other people when we literally don't know what life looks like. And at the end of the day, my highest work is as mother and being here, being calm, being a safe haven for my children um, is everything to me. So that's where I am today. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm very much an introvert and I have not been wanting to be vocal. I have not been wanting to talk. I've really been doing some deep spiritual work and it's even hard to put into words. So I'm not going to try, but I feel a lot of interchange, a lot of up leveling. Um, and I don't really want to talk about it. I want to sit with it and I just want to feel it. And I want to listen. I want to listen to other people. I want to listen to other people's stories and needs. And I don't have answers. I don't presume to have answers for people. Um, a lot of what I see spouted around when it comes to people trying to figure out what's going on right now or offer um, guidance or you know, being an expert in whatever their field is right now, it all seems very false and fake to me. And um, kind of like this like patriarchal white knuckling of like keeping your business going, keeping the brand going. Um, and I'm just not good at that because that's just not me. So I'm kind of sitting in this void, but I have a podcast. So I'm here because I want to be showing up. I want to be showing up. So many of you are reaching out to me and asking for guidance and asking for questions. And I realize I do have some thoughts to offer. I don't have any answers, but I have thoughts. And so in that way, I can be of service. And so that I do thank you all for being here with me. And I opened it up on Instagram for you to DM me any questions or topics that you would like to hear about today, because I feel like this is just a free form solo episode. And I just wanted to speak to what you're needing right now. And I just did a poll, the Earth Warriors Oracle, which many of you know that I love and use daily by Alana Fairchild. And I pulled a card that I've never pulled before. That's called the Totemic Puma. That's a beautiful card. It's also got some butterflies and some orange poppies on it. But I wanted to read what it says. Power awakening. I am Puma. I awaken within you the vigorous energy, fierce power, and ability to act without hesitation when the moment is right. 
my patience and strategy, my preparation and precision, my fearlessness and decisiveness are now your own. Allow my sacred medicine to fill your soul and bring courage to your heart. You have come into your power. You've got this. Don't let fear or hesitation hold you back. Apply yourself fully to the task. Let go of old ways of viewing yourself as incapable, scattered, or wasteful of energy. You have the ability to focus intently, to generate clear intention, and to achieve your ambitions through methodical steps and applied will. You have the internal resources you need for successful completion. Even if no one else recognizes your potential and believes in your future success, in due course they will understand differently. By then you will already be moving on to your next task. Trust, your sense of timing, have patience. When you know it is time to leap, do it without hesitation. Puma moves through your soul as guardian and guide. When Puma appears, it is as a significant sign that you have come into your power. Puma moves with stealth and silence, observing, being patient as she narrows her focus. She cultivates energy so that the correct amount of inner power for the outer action is there when needed. When she strikes, it is with precision and effectiveness. She doesn't waste energy. She chooses her opportunities. Hesitation is not in her nature. There is no time or energy for doubt and uncertainty when one is fully engaged in conscious participation in the moment. I love that. And I pulled this card for us, not just me. I like to do a card pull before I get on an episode. So that's for all of us, the Puma. And that really resonates with me because when I came here, Five weeks ago, I was so depleted. I was so exhausted from three months of being inside my house with just the four of us and my family, then to working a lot over three or four weeks, cooking a ton for a client, working at home, rushing, 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 because we didn't have childcare also. So I would rush out to deliver food and do healing body work and then rush back. So my husband could get back to his meetings. It was definitely a crunch staying up too late because I was cooking late and all of that, and then driving cross country in three days. So I really was kind of a shell of a person. And truly, I've been sleeping. I've been sleeping like 10 hours a night. And that was my medicine. That's what I knew I needed. I just knew I needed to come home. I needed to be with my mom. I need to sleep and just focus on being. And my kids are doing really well. I mean, we're still, you know, we're still in this weird quarantine time but it feels more expansive here. My mom has a saltwater pool and nature all around. And it's just, you know, grandma, grandma medicine. So very grateful to be here. And it's been really interesting just to allow myself to let go. And I don't know about you guys, but when I, whenever I come home, I kind of can fall back into like being a teenager or being the kid, it's a little bit more less so of that now that I have my own kids, but it's still so nice just to be mothered by my mom and, you know, be like a little bit more relaxed and putting my clothes away and cleaning the bathroom, you know, things like that. Just being, being a little more relaxed, I guess. Um, and not being so like obsessed with keeping my house in order and clean and all that, which is, you know, it's good. It's good hygiene, but um, it's nice just to let go. But I do feel 
like LA especially and New York more so, but LA has felt fraught. It felt very strict and fear-ridden and anxiety-ridden during the lockdown. There was so much anxiety and just fear when you stepped out and there's like, you know, some real aggression going on. Obviously the riots, there's beauty in that. There's power in that. There was also, I think, many levels to the actual reality of what was being brought to the riots. Um, I definitely support Black Lives Matter. I support all Black Lives Matter. I support us really needing to look at the difference in Los Angeles of white women birthing and black women birthing. Black women have a three to four times higher chance of dying in childbirth. Um, It is very systemic, racist medical system, systems from everything from birth through the vaccines, through not offering pain management and on and on and on. Um, And time's up on that. You know, time is up on all that bullshit and we have to come together. We have to come outside of our little boxes, our safe little boxes and use our voices. And that's what I wanted to speak to is it's tricky to know when to use your voice right now, when to listen, when to close your mouth and when to open your mouth. And there's no right or wrong. And there's no, you know, one way to be for white women. There's no one way to be for black women. There's no one way to be for Latino women and on and on and on. And that goes for men as well. So um, when all the riots were happening, I was watching and I also was reading. And then I also started really limiting my social media time because there was so much noise from people that I didn't feel called to be listening to. And, you know, I want to preface this whole chat with, I'm not trying to shame or blame. I am witnessing a lot of shame and blame and guilt and, um, white privilege and anger and frustration and embarrassment. And, you know, I've gotten called out for a couple things, not, not huge things, but just comments that I've left. And it was interesting because all the times that people commented negatively to something I'd said were other white women. If I was commenting on a black woman's page or post, which was interesting Uh, Again, neither good or bad, but it's just looking at our guilt and shame and where we're wanting to do better. We're wanting to fix everything right this second and we're wanting to jump on a bandwagon. And that whole first week, you know, I'd see in my feed the same post, the same repost, the same, you know, metaphors. And Not that they're negative, but it was just so much of the same. Like, okay, now we have to use our voices and say the same thing. And then within a couple hours, all these white women would realize that was not the thing to say. And then all those things would be retracted and all the apologies and all of the, 
I've got to do better and I've got to learn. And it was just, it was just interesting. I'm not really judging it. I'm trying not to judge it. It was just, um, let's just take a beat. You know, it, it just shows like the social media, like instant gratification, like let's take a beat and listen to other people. Right. We're looking at veils being lifted from hundreds and hundreds, thousands of years. Okay. We're looking at our whole country, what it's been built on and what that means. And that means a lot of different things to everybody listening. For me, being a white woman, so much of the stuff from my schooling, from my college, from the things I got to do as a child, um, to my house, to my bedroom, you know, all the things that were very normal to me and um, I probably did take for granted. But just looking at even my lineage, like how I ended up, how, where I ended up, you know, all of those things are based on my color. When you really pull it apart, when you really look at the, the little minutia of all the parts of my life, I've never had to fear my life based on my skin color. I have been in fearful positions because I'm a woman, but not because I'm white. And it's really important that we look at these things. And it's also really important that we can look at these things with an open heart and open eyes and a humble intention, but that we can do this without hating ourselves or shaming ourselves or each other, because that really doesn't help at the end of the day. And, um, you know, we're all going through a lot and we all have different traumas, everyone, no matter what color you are. Right. And, and let's just assume that I'm everyone listening to this as a woman. Um, cause y'all are my people and we all have traumas, you know, most of us statistically probably have sexual traumas, PTSD from that birth trauma, medicalized trauma. There's a lot going on and being stuck in your house on quarantine without work, without money, without all the things that you do for your mental health on a daily basis, those things were shut down. So we're all very triggered. You know, we're all depleted. We're all exhausted. We're all going through days of being depressed or anxious or despondent or apathetic, you know, because we have a heartbeat. And if, if someone just smooth sailing through this time, like I really question um, their empathy. I really question because how could you not be fired up and angry and gutted over all that we're seeing? You know, we're seeing the truth and this is part of the awakening. This is an important step. This is all part of it. And we must remember that. So on those days where you don't have energy, just honor that, you know, take a nap. Or maybe that's the day where you're not the most stellar mom and your kids get to watch two movies that day and you get to lie on the couch or you get to go take a salty bath. You know, there's no, there's no trophy at the end of the day right now. We got to do what we got to do to get through the day and be as graceful and love filled as we can. And then also be okay with the days that they aren't, you know, it's the human experience right now. And on the days when we feel strong and fired up, those are the days to use your voice. Those are the days to take action, to call, to be of service, to volunteer. And on the other days, we need to rest and really take care of ourselves and the people that we love, people in our communities, and not judge ourselves so much. And, you know, 
I think social media is playing a big part in so much of the education we're getting because me personally, I don't believe 98% of what I see on the news on TV. I don't even have it on it ever at our house. Um, I don't believe the narrative or mainstream media, but that's, that's my decision. You know, that's not a lot of people's decision. And so we're all walking around with a lot of different theories and narratives of actually what's going on. And the thing is, is none of us know, we might know parts of the truth, but none of us know exactly what's going on. And so how do we hold that? How do we hold that paradox? Um, you know, there's so much mask drama right now. I have so many friends, you know, if I look at my social media, my feed, half of them are just shaming anyone that's not wearing a mask, you know, because that's the narrative. That's what they're seeing. That's what they're following. That's what they're hearing. I get it. That makes sense for, for that narrative. Then half of the people that I follow and respect, you know, the masks are bullshit. Look at the actual science, you know, on and on and on. The exact opposite, right? And I'm not even going to weigh in on that because it doesn't even matter my opinion, right? I'm also living in this world. So I am doing what I can to walk the middle path. And, you know, I don't want to catch COVID. I'm not looking to catch it. I don't want my mom to catch it. I certainly don't want any clients catching it from me or my children. And then having children takes a whole other level into it because I have to have childcare if I'm working and on and on and on. So I think we just need to learn how to be self-sovereign again and respect that in each other, whether it's the masks, quarantine, mandated vaccinations, and on and on and on. Where does your own gut tell you to go? Where does your own authority come in? Where does your own education play a part? Where does your own research align? And allow for other people to feel differently and protect yourself how you need to, you know, that might be not seeing people that might not be going out of your house. That might be really upping your supplement game and eating a better diet. You know, if you're super paranoid about stepping outside of your house, you know, without a mask on, like, okay, well, let's look at your diet. Are you smoking? Are you drinking alcohol? Are you binge eating every day on junk? You know, like things aren't just mutually exclusive right now. So anyway, I'm just kind of scattering that around because I, I'm seeing so much hate. There's just so much hate being spewed about the masks or not the masks. And, you know, that's on you to figure out your middle path and how to weave in and out of society right now safely. And I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for you, but I just, I really would love for us to come back to sovereignty. And I think what we're seeing is as a culture, and this is not just on us right now, this has been decades and decades and decades, honestly, I mean, throughout time, but we have put our trust in the institutions because those are when the, those were the ones that were in power. And that comes from very much a hierarchy of royals, right? Where you didn't have a choice as the peasants. You had to do what you were told from the higher ups. 
And even though we think United States of America are free and democratic, as we are seeing now, they are indeed not. So it's a real awakening of questioning our government, our authority. It has nothing to do, well, I won't say nothing, but it's not, it's no longer based in Republican versus Democrat. From what I'm seeing in my gaze is they're all out for their own agenda and it might be choosing the lesser evil than other, but it also depends on what topics you're most fired up with, what most affects you, what most affects your children and the generations to come. Um, And it is a very, very triggering moment. And I know for myself on social media, every single day, I like, do I post this? Do I not post this? Do I post this? Do I not post this? And I don't post, if I was just, let's just say, I was just free and like not even using a filter, I would post 20 times what I'm posting right now. But I'm not because I don't want to add to noise. And also, I don't want to just add one thing, right? Because I don't have just like one thought. It's part of my whole thought process. And I'm not going to explain my whole brain in one post. And then you just get so much feedback and it triggers different people in different ways. And I mean, I definitely know when I'm posting one thing, especially when it comes to medical freedom or our sovereignty rights, every time I lose 10, 20 followers, but I'm posting something because it feels that important to me for specific people that I know are watching and listening to me and looking and pleading at me for answers for their own families and children that I feel compelled to post. And it's making me less popular. And you know what? That's okay. I didn't enter this life to be, you know, homecoming queen. So that was one of the questions that someone wrote in today is how to navigate social media This woman that wrote in, so sweet, is newly pregnant. And so, as we can imagine, feeling hypersensitive in a global pandemic and then posting things that then she's getting yelled out for. And um, I'm hearing this from all of my friends, too. It's almost like you have to jump on the confines of just your brand to kind of like put the blinders on. But that feels really inauthentic to me. So I can't do that, unfortunately. Um, And that also feels inauthentic for the times we're in because it's not just like staying on brand and like selling your stuff, right? It's really about being a present member of society. Um, But it is hard because some days I want to say way more than I'm saying. And then other days I want to get off Instagram forever. And It really comes down to self-discipline on myself. Um, I've limited my time every day that I can be on it. But even like right before I got on this podcast, I jumped on to check in on a message from a friend. And even that I was bombarded with some posts that were really triggering for me and really upsetting to me. And then it's like, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I wish I didn't know what I just read, but I need to know because the veil has been lifted, right? So I need to see these truths, but it also just bombards and accosts my nervous system. So for this question, for the woman that asked, I think you just have to really honor wherever you are in your day, that day, how you're feeling that day and cultivate some discipline. Maybe you take a week off Instagram or two weeks, or you limit your time to you know five minutes a day to see your top people 
Another great thing is you can mute people. So maybe you don't want to unfollow them, even, you know, beloved friends or family members, but you can mute them just if what they're talking about right now is too much. Um, And I know followers of mine have unfollowed me because of that. Like they probably still love me, but they don't want to hear certain things I'm sharing right now because it's too much for their system. And I get that, you know, we have to know our own dose points. And um, when I arrived here a month ago, I was so wiped out that I had to really pull back because my nervous system was fried. And it's really, really helped me, you guys. It's really helped me. So I'm trying to still share relevant information. I could be doing more. Yeah, I could be doing more. And I will as my energy increases. I'm also trying to navigate so many things right now. And it is hard to know when staying silent is perpetuating a problem and when you are in a process of up-leveling or changing parts of your brain. You know, most of us, well, I would say all of us have different levels of cognitive dissonance going on right now which is when you want to have, you want to hold on to your attitudes and behaviors and avoid disharmony. But there's a lot of disharmony going on right now, right? As we're like seeing all these things implode and unfold. Um, I was just looking up the definition. So the basic one is, Cognitive dissonance. So this is like a major behavior is if you're forced to do something publicly when privately you don't really want to do it, there's dissonance that's created between your the cognition of those two things. So there's a distance between I didn't want to do this and then knowing that they did do it. That was their behavior. And so all of our brains are like really being shaken up right now, right? looking back at our own behaviors, our own, I mean, maybe we've done major things in our past that we regret to other people of color or the opposite sex or um, betrayed our own trust or threw our own selves under the bus, you know, and we have a lot to forgive and forgive ourselves. Um, And then also just awakening to, wow, this world is really not what I thought it was. These things I trusted, this path that I've known since a teenager I was to follow, because if I do this, then I get that, then I get that job, then I get that partner, then I get that house, then I live in that city, then I drive that car. Like all of those things are crumbling right now. And on one hand, it's really awesome because none of that shit matters. At the end of the day, none of it matters. And we've been sold a bill of goods, right? We have been promised that these things lead to the gateways of heaven and they don't. And, um, so people, especially the older you get, I think are questioning, wow, like I wasted my life or I wasted all this time on doing such and such that literally did not lead me to happiness or fulfillment. Um, but here's the thing as we're waking up and we're here for it and we are here at this time in our lives, no matter what age you are to either accept the challenge or to shirk from it. And that's on all of us to decide how we're going to do that. But it takes a lot of sleep to allow yourself to show up fully, right? We're not going to be able to make this world better if we're exhausted and spun out, especially if you have kids, guys. It's exhausting 
It is so exhausting. And you know this, you all know this, but we got to really cut ourselves some slack. Okay. We've got to be gentle with ourselves. Take those expectations and just lower them low, low, low. We got to take them low. And I'm saying that to myself because I'm harsh on myself on what I have not gotten accomplished in the past couple months. Um, but I've been called to show up in another way, you know, with my kids and holding my family together through this time. And that is actually what's the most important for me at the end of the day. Also having the strength, talking about the Instagram stuff, having the mm, confidence or just supporting yourself in your own journey. And I think we all can do this for ourselves and our sisters and our friends. Um, when we as people learn new things, it's cool to talk about them and to share them and to go off brand, quote unquote, and to shake things up. And that can be uncomfortable for people because people like us for how they know us, right? That's why they like us and they want us in their lives. And then when you say something different or shine a light on something else or have a new thought that really is in disagreement with their thought processes, it brings up a lot of strife. And believe me, I've, from my mouth this past year and my thoughts, I've lost friends, I've lost family members, um, as far as, you know, not, not talking with them. And that's just not my way. I'm, I'm a real actual non-confrontational person. I hate fighting. I hate it. I hate upsetting people. Um, you know, in the past I would, I would rather take stuff than give it. And that's, that's having to change because my priorities have changed and I've been forced into a corner in different ways. Um, so I've had to really step into that puma and that power and that fight back. I mean, that's been part of my healing journey is to fight back. Um, because anger is an important emotion. That is what helps fuel our change, but we must temper it with peace and love and grace. So just know that it's okay to go off the course. It's okay to be a fully weird, interesting, complicated human right now, you know? And honestly, I like you way more for it. I like weird. I'm super weird. And then going into more just logistical question, I wanted to speak to this. A mom was asking about sleep training and her own self-care and how that plays in together. And for all you moms, you know what I'm talking about. Sleep training is, I feel like, a lifelong journey. This mama had a nine-month-old or has a nine-month-old and is breastfeeding and baby's not going down without the boob. And I don't really have any words of wisdom. I think, quote-unquote, sleep training is something that is so personal and there are different ways to do it. There's so many different books you can look into. I'm trying to think of the ones I looked at. Um Something like the easy sleep solution gives some nice kind of chill sleep training advice and knowing every baby's different too. And then every mother is different. And right now, especially, but I always think the mental health of the mother should be first and foremost of the family situation, but especially now, especially now, um, cause this weirdness is not letting up guys till the end of 2020, just FYI. So um, we need our sleep. So I think 
getting some books, reading them, not taking anything as gospel, seeing how it sits with you. If you have, you know, some intel on some great sleep experts, have a chat with them. Um, you can ask mom friends, but just know that everyone and their mother literally is going to have different advice for you. So really checking in with what feels best to your heart, what feels best for you and your child. And, you know, that could be not changing anything, co-sleeping, just taking that judgment off that you need to be sleep training. Sometimes just helps you sleep more, right? You're like, okay, well, whatever. I'm just going to co-sleep and we're going to keep on doing this and I don't need to fix anything. Like sometimes just letting that, that need to fix anything dissolve helps everything. Or you may need to start doing a bottle at night, you know, fill baby up on pumped milk or whatever milk substitute you want to use. Um, that's what I did with my first. I was going off the rails at six months because she didn't sleep more than like a couple hours at a time. And I was so exhausted. And so that day hit when I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not a good mom, like total meltdown. The crib happened to arrive that day and I pumped and bottle fed and she slept 12 hours. And I was like, okay, I'll be doing that now. That's what I'm going to be doing from now on. And that saved us. So there's no right or wrong way. Um, with my second baby, I kept her in my room longer. I moved her. I did this. I did co-sleeping in the beginning. Then at around six months, did this new. No, no, no. Let me maybe four, three, four months did the snoo and co-sleeping and then moved her into the crib at about six months, but she was still in my room for another four or five months and then moved her into the crib in the other room and would do a bottle during the night. And then she started sleeping through the night. So there's no right way to do it. And it's really how you will sleep best and also not feel conflicted in your spirit. So that's really the best advice I can offer that. And that applies to everything in motherhood, right? It's like course correct. When one thing's not working, you look at some other options. Also knowing that every day is a little bit different and to look at patterns, you know, um, something might happen one day, you have one horrible night or maybe a week of horrible sleep and then baby writes itself and it's all fine again. So, um, but as I've shared on here too, when we went into quarantine, I was in this really bad habit of having to stay in my daughter's room for an hour for her to finally fall asleep. And that was based on some other things and our nanny and et cetera, et cetera. And I just had to put the gauntlet down because I was so wrung out. And, you know, she cried a little bit the first night, second night, she cried maybe two minutes, if that. And then she was totally fine every single night. I just say, Mommy's going to go take her bath now. I'm going to come check on you. And then she goes, okay, night, night, mommy. So there's, you know, there's no one right way to do it, but getting sleep and feeling healthy as a mom is super crucial. Underline exclamation mark. And I think through this time, you know, we need our sisters. We need our community. It sucks. We can't all be in person. I'm just waiting for that day when I can circle up with my lady friends and do a moon circle and a sound bath and all of the goodness that really restores my soul. 
because I have been really insular during this time. I haven't been talking a lot of, I, I would say I talked to maybe two or three friends regularly, but it's been very insular with my kids and now my mom or my husband when we were back in LA and I've needed that quiet. But the other day I did a zoom call and we we're all in different parts of the world and it was so healing. It was just like, Oh, mama medicine. I needed that so much. My soul sister. So finding ways to connect no matter where you are, you know, that's one beautiful thing about technologies. It can bring us together. And also looking forward to being back in person because there's nothing like the in-person healing touch from one another. And we need that and we're humans and we need that. So I think I'm all talked out. Please always DM me, email me if you have any thoughts, questions, topics you'd like to hear discussed. This is a pretty free form one, but um you know, we're all in this, we're all wading through the unknown right now. And even the people you think have it all figured out, they don't. They really don't. I promise you they don't. We're all taking it day by day. We're all in different parts of this journey together. You know, some of us are in a lot of denial on certain topics. Some of us aren't and the veil is pulled back and we're freaking the fuck out. And um, find the people that light you up and that bring a balm to your heart. Meditate, come back to yourself and your highest true nature. That's what will be of such service to calm your nervous system and just to trust and know you have an inner strength and inner resolve that can get you through so, so much. And I truly believe that all of this is playing out in a divine order. This is how change happens to go through the discomfort you know, I'm hoping we're in transition in birth, like that part of the birth right now. We may still be leading up to transition. It's feeling like transition right now. Um, but the baby, the newborn, the birth, the new birth world will be on the other side of this. But we have to go through this shedding and this death of once who we once were. And I love you all. And thank you for being here and being so supportive. And it gives me fuel. It gives me fire to know that we are creating a community of sisters all around the world together. And we're going to change this world. It's happening. It's already happening. I don't know how, you know, men across this world forgot that they came from a woman, came from mothers. Um, so we're changing that slowly by slowly. We're doing it step by step. And um Stay in the light, stay positive, allow the dark to come when it needs to come, but also just know your vibration can stay high to protect your family, to protect your life, to protect your heart and continue on the strength. Keep up and you will be kept up. Sending love out to all of you. Jema. The Kelly Show is where you go for real raw conversations you didn't even know you needed. Kelly makes you feel like you're just sitting on the couch with her having a deep chat with a friend. She asks the hard questions and challenges you to think outside the box when it comes to spirituality, sexuality, and personal growth. Her guests vary from psychics to therapists and coaches, and she'll leave you laughing and crying at the same time. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe to The Kelly Show now. <laughs>